I don't think we're ever going to see a dollar silver again, uh, you know, and I don't think we're going to see eleven dollars silver like we had in 2020 again. No, I I think silver is so important, and people are starting to figure it out as an industrial metal that it, you can't ever let it go to eleven to fourteen again, because if you do, you don't have the silver you need to survive in industry, and that doesn't serve anyone's needs. It doesn't serve the people or the government, or nobody agrees that that would be a good thing. Welcome to Gold Silver Pros. Searching for the best precious metals deal? Shop with our trusted partner, Arc Silver. Access special deals on silver, gold, and platinum through our website. Or call 307-264-9441. Hey everyone, this is Rob Keynes with goldsilverpros.com. We are here on March 17, 2023, and I'm talking to Ian Everard, the owner of Arc Silver, who's broadcasting today from his shop. Ian, how's everything going out at the shop? I hear you making some progress. Making a bit of progress, Rob. Um, but yeah, after all my experience in construction, it always takes longer and costs more as anybody who's ever had a builder work on their property knows. So even when you're doing it yourself, it takes longer and it costs more. <laughs> exactly right. I remember that from my real estate days. He used to tack on 10% extra at the end and that usually that wasn't enough either. No, <laughs> but no, it's good. We've got the new hardwood floors down. We've painted the walls and ceilings. We've got nice high... High gloss white trim, um, been working on the cabinets. So yeah, I think we'll actually be opening um, next Friday. I think we'll do a trial run and open the doors and see what happens. Awesome, that's gonna be exciting. And you've got your new showcase going in as well. Um, it looks nice, so you're kind of building those yourself or you're, I guess, refurbing them from previous use. Yeah, shall I move the camera over? It might be a bit shaky. Sure. Um, so we've a local angling store was giving away this this old one here, which we will refurbish to make it like new. And mm -hmm. then this one here is going to be the main counter. So that's all stripped back, ready to stain and varnish and put the glass back in. And it's quite a nice shape, the store, actually. It's an L shape. So we've got a section up here, which will be the, the upstairs office. And thinking of doing a history of silver displays as well, um, sort of historic and current. You know, I would love mm -hmm. to do some chronology of um, like silverback precious metals and maybe even gold silver pros, just the evolution. People have been just working at this. I think that'd be mm -hmm. cool to blend that in because we're seeing history unfold really rapidly, Rob, aren't we? We were talking earlier about the speed of events unraveling. And yeah, it's what I, I call, it's what I like to call the quickening after the, the old Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, everything goes really fast, all the news, just like bam, bam. And we were talking about that, Ian, and I think maybe even it's going a little faster than anybody really wants to, wants it to go. Well, once we yeah. had that first bank failure, everything just went bam, bam, bam. Uh, have, have you ever seen anything like this? The number two and three largest bank failures happening basically one day after each other. No, it's unprecedented, isn't it? And I think we, we are, we're, we're literally going to see decades of history happen this year. Um, my, my, my instinct is this is unraveling a little bit faster than the central banks want. Mm -hmm. Um but I'm sure they'll adapt their heinous evil plans to, to best position themselves. Um, uh, way I look at it, 
Um, if anybody's played chess out there, the, the, the chess board they're playing with is it's got more squares and more pieces, and we don't even know what those pieces are or what they can do. Um, so, so the best we can do is understand the big picture and just stay happy, stay calm, and mm -hmm. <laughs> let everybody else panic. That's right. Don't panic. We're going to keep calm. And part of doing that is gold and silver. Gold and silver have been moving up. It, it looks like in response to the bank failures. And they really go crazy. I mean, gold didn't go through 2000 or anything. Uh, what are your thoughts on gold, silver? Do prices justified? Do you think they need to go higher? Or what, what's your view on that? I think the commodity price, the spot price, is still manipulated and still cheap, mm -hmm. part, partly by deliberate action and partly by the byproduct of the previous deliberate action, making it so volatile people don't perceive it uh, as not only a safe store of purchasing power, but as um, uh, a great performer over time. Um, again, we mentioned, I mentioned gold before. 14 pounds when I was five years old. Now we're over 1600. So it's broken. It's all time high in the pound. Mm -hmm. um, I, I think the party's just starting really, even on the commodity price, um, let, let alone the, the effect. Now we're seeing, it looks like the wholesalers have got the, got control of, of the market and they're forcing premiums up and it looks like some of the retailers are exploiting the situation and putting greater markup. Um, but I guess they're making up for previous losses maybe, or who knows, but the whole whole industry is dysfunctional, isn't it, Rob? I think the whole physical metal industry is not, not, yeah. not, not a fair functioning market yet. Well, like you said, I mean, there are choke points along the way, like the wholesalers. And, and I'm, I've been told the wholesalers buy on like a just-in-time basis and they try to move it. So they're not doing just an incredible amount of hedging or, or other techniques to lessen their price risks. So when prices, you know, when metal gets more scarce and demand goes up, yeah, they're going to raise premiums. That's how they make their money. And it's how, you know, they protect their margins because at other times, if, if they're buying like that and the price goes against them, they take the hit on the backside. And so the yeah. way it's explained to me is yes, they're going to take advantage of the situation when they can take advantage of it, whether that's right or wrong. That sure. happens and it, and it starts at the wholesale level because they're the guys that got to move the biggest amount of metal. They have the biggest risk. They have the biggest price exposure. So they're, you know, when they can, they're going to capture those premiums for sure and pass them on. And then all yeah. the retailers get it. And then of course they have to add some onto it as well. And it always yeah. seems counterintuitive what you think would happen. But the thing is the wholesalers aren't sitting beyond big stockpiles. No. Of this stuff. Um, no, that's they don't, sure. they don't sit on a swimming pool size of it to where, you know, it would make sense that they've held it for three years and they're going to make money and they could sell it, you know, at a cheaper yeah. premium. They're getting it, you know, right before we get it. At least that's how it was explained to me. Yeah. So I guess there's two, two, at least two possible solutions. One is uh, more of a vertical integration from source to end user. And two is maybe, heck, is there anybody out there watching wants to form a new benevolent wholesaler? Um, we we could then just keep stable premiums that the rest of the market would have to follow or they would go out of business. That would be an interesting proposition. Anybody's got half a billion out there, wants to, to form the largest US precious metals wholesaler, we could do it, couldn't we, Rob? And we that, could. That, that way we could keep premiums steady and keep reducing them to help make silver and gold money again. Um, that's easy yeah. to trade in and trade out. 
I think we could do it. I think you could run sales out of there. You could source it from mines directly, kind of bypass yeah. the existing industrial markets and just go straight straight to refiner, straight to, you know, our stop as a wholesaler it would cut out some of those legs. And if we run it efficiently and we do some hedging and things, yeah, we probably could run it a lot better and maybe yeah. run just a little bit better model since we're vertically integrated. You think about that, when we're selling our own bullion, we're going to get the, the most out of it because we cut yeah. out middlemen along the way. So it should be self-sustaining while giving a deal to people. I would think, yeah, yeah if somebody were to do that, I, I, I think they would do very well. So there must be some miners watching, I hope. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe we'll, we'll find one at the SME in, in May in New York. That would be cool, wouldn't it? <laughs> may do that. Yeah, I've actually talked to some miners about vertically integrating to a company which does its own minting, has its own mint in Turkey. So yep. try. I've actually been trying to hook people up and get people connected to that because there are a lot of miners that kind of came to me last year and said, I don't know if we can sell at these prices. Silver is too low. Yeah. You know, and that was not even silver at 2021. Uh, it was a little bit higher than that. And and it just costs so much to get out of the ground for these primary silver miners sure. that they're trying to find ways to get higher silver prices. So when you talk about manipulated prices, I'm 100% on board there because silver just needs to be higher for these yeah. guys to have incentive to mine it and to to make it for yeah. us. Yeah. yeah. But that will be the ultimate squeeze, won't it? As the supply. Yep reduces and the miners have high graded i'm sure they're still high grading through mm -hmm. through their ore and what's left is going to use more and more energy more and more manpower more and more machinery that's exactly what they've been doing the last several interviews i've had with silver companies especially those in north america they are high grading if they're producing they're high grading because they have to because yeah. you have to stay alive so you're going to take the, the stuff that you can afford to sell at this price and sell it so you can pay your employees and pay off your equipment because you got your variable and fixed costs. You got to pay for leases and equipment and stuff you have. You can't stop mining, you know, and, and if you do stop mining and stop producing, that costs a lot of money to decommission, to lay people off. And then to restart, that's not so easy. There are procedures. So if we get to the point where price goes below what it costs to get them out of the ground, we're in trouble because once you start shuttering as primary silver mines, they're not so easy to get back online. It's not like you push a button. No. Um, so that price has got to continue to rise. Will it rise, though, with the banking crisis? It's risen a little bit, but will it stick, I guess, is what I'm going to be looking for. Yeah, and going back to mines, as you said, they, they, even to pause production, they, most mines, a lot of the workings are below the water tables. So they have huge mm, continued yes. pumping costs. And not only they have the energy to pump the water, they then have to purify it before they can release it into a water stream mm -hmm. um so yeah it, it, it's a hard business I, I empathize with miners it's one of the hardest businesses and when when i go to site i see it and most people don't most people assume oh it's easy you got a deposit you go dig it out of the ground plenty of money there's very little money up front for this stuff people put their entire uh, I've seen the, the minor executives put their entire wealth into these projects, like everything goes into it. And if it doesn't work out, they're done. And yeah. that's kind of how that business model works. It's a lot harder on most of these mines than, than people understand. Uh, and that's, I think, really what gives the metals their value, because just getting them out of the ground is is just yeah. the hardest part. And that's why they're undervalued. There's no way that that I would agree that gold's priced at $2,000 now. It's after what I've seen, you know, these guys have to go through. I think it should be well north of that. Yeah, 
and silver even more so. I mean, being it, yeah. it's, it must be pretty well on its floor of genuine production costs uh, on a yeah. sustainable basis to meet, to even to make good the deficit, the 200 million ounce deficit that we're, we're, we're running at. Yeah. So let's turn the, the, the topic over to precious metals. What are you seeing in the markets? Is, is demand really strong, Ian, uh, for metals? Or are you getting called to phone off the hook? Or do you think it's a little slow right now? Well, I'm, we're pretty low profile. Um, mm -hmm. So it's steady, which is, which is good. I like that. Um, but talking to some other dealers, they've got hundreds and hundreds of inquiries to work through. Mm -hmm. um, there's going to be some unhappy people, I guess. So I go back to what we said last week, get to know your dealer. Mm -hmm. So you can ring them up and you can get your spot locked in, job done, rather than chasing because we're going to see shortages, physical shortages now. We're, mm. we're seeing some extreme premium rises. Um, um, but yeah, do, do, do you chase it as a retail buyer? I will. I mean, I bought plenty at $27 and I'm still happy personally. I'm not unhappy that I did that. Yeah. It's, it's going to play out. It might, it might well be this year. We see $35, $40 silver. Mm -hmm. And then if you bought at 27, you're going to be very happy. Um, mm -hmm. But the, the risk is it's going to start stair-stepping and people will be too scared to, to get into the market because they'll just presume it's going to go back to a previous low. And yep. at some point it doesn't. I mean, previous lows in history have been a, a dollar. I don't think we're ever going to see a dollar silver again. Uh, you know, And I don't think we're going to see $11 silver like we had in 2020 again. No, I, I think silver is so important and people are starting to figure it out as an industrial metal that it, you can't ever let it go to 11 to 14 again. Because if you do, you don't have the silver you need to survive in industry. And that doesn't serve anyone's needs. It doesn't serve the people or the government. or Nobody agrees that that would be a good thing. So I don't yeah. see why they would allow silver to trade down there for very long. There would have to be some discussion over why is this happening? Because we know there's supply deficits and the futures market should not be allowed to misprice something that much. And I think they're going to have to have conversations about it if it ever happens again and say, you know, we've got to clamp down on all, all the shorting. Because when you destroy supply and this economy can't function, that's a big issue. And silver's yeah. one of those things. You know, it you have to have it in any case. So, sure. I mean, it could happen. I've, I've seen crazier things. I just think it would be silly for, for the yeah. market ever to allow it to trade that low again. Well, most people think oil is the most essential commodity. Mm -hmm. I, I would counter... No, it has to be silver because yep. without silver, you can't explore for oil, you can't drill, yep. you can't extract it, you can't refine it, you can't move it, you can't use it. Every process to do with oil uses silver. Yes, it does. So if it becomes restricted supply, it will be the same sort of issue that the fracking companies have got now because their industry was decimated for a, a while. Now there's a shortage of all the equipment they need. Mm -hmm. So instead of being two to three weeks to turn on a well, it's now six months, not because of the technical difficulties, but they can't get the equipment. And it's the same if you reduce, if you make silver so scarce that you've just got to wait for your allocation to make the product or make the machinery or the computer or whatever. Um, you're right, Rob, the whole Western developed world collapses. Mm -hmm. It's one of the top eight metals in defense. And so the defense department's like, I say, ah, let those silver mines shut down. They're going to, no, we need the silver. 
please get yeah. us the silver. It's used everywhere. The medical industry. I mean, yeah, it's it could it sure we don't expect to un, under any long period of time. So uh, last question for you, Ian, what is selling the best? What should people look out for in terms of precious metals? What do you see moving? What's the interest? Uh, maples, Britannia's. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, we're still selling, I think, at a good premium. We're still around the 350. It, we're, we're up and down. Sometimes we can place orders at 325. Sometimes yeah. it's nearer to $4. We're getting ebbs and flows in what, what the wholesalers will release. So we're sort of blending the price between our resupply price and our existing um, stock. Um, okay. un unlike most um, retailers, we actually hold huge inventory because I personally so fundamentally believe in silver. I'm very happy to hold huge, huge amounts in the company. And it does not bother me on a, you know, on the typical business. They'll look, well, that's dollars wasted. It's tied up. It's not moving. You're not earning. Um, but I think it's going to serve us well. It's going to give us a good buffer of supply as, as the retail demand keeps rising. Yeah, I agree with you there. And like you said, you, you've kind of dollar cost averaged your way into these metals before they went up. So that helps you blend in some of the newer ones at cheaper than yep. other people. So where you can continue to kind of beat people on the price. That doesn't happen a lot when we're talking about wholesaling earlier. Wholesalers don't do that. That's why they have to pass on all the premium, you know, yes. when, when they see the opportunity. And then a lot of retailers are stuck in that boat as well. And you have the option at least to maybe, you know, blending that in, making a better deal for people. If people are interested, they simply go to our website, goldsilverpros.com, click on the link for ARC and fill out the form. All that information goes over to Ian. We get a copy as well, so we can track it. And uh, it, you know, he'll email or uh, text you back once you're in, and then um, you can go from there in terms of the order. Yep. And looks like you're going to have a good-looking store there in Jackson Hole. We're definitely interested. We're going to come cover it when you when you get it open and all the snow stop, and we can get up there. Uh, we'll come and and take a look at your shop. It looks very interesting, and I'm really interested in that. Uh, history of silver if you do end up building that oh i think I'm gonna have to um my um younger sister has run museums mul multiple museums so she's going to be my consultant to to do that display oh, awesome well good well we look forward to that thank you Ian, so much for coming back on the program we appreciate it thank you rob it's in everard arcsilver.com till next time this is rob keen's gold silver pros hey thanks for watching we selected these videos just for you. Check them out. And remember, $4.99 a month keeps the lights on and the channel going. So join our Gold Silver Pro supporter membership. We appreciate your support. Keep stacking.